Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. It's great to have you here with me for a Monday, July 3rd, 2023. This is edition number 108 of season 8 as we continue looking at the Westminster Confession of Faith. We now come to chapter 20 of Christian Liberty and Liberty of Conscience. We'll take up the first paragraph, but only the first half of this first paragraph. It's quite lengthy, but we'll take up the first half together today. Let's pray, and then we'll look at this this paragraph. Father, as we again come to your word and we come to these very important matters that are summarized for us in this historic document, we ask once again that your spirit would teach and guide and direct us. We ask that you would be merciful to us. Open our eyes and our ears to the truth of your word. Forgive us for our sins and our transgression against your law. May you grant us the understanding, and may you teach us by your Spirit, we pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, as I mentioned, we come now to chapter 20 of Christian Liberty and Liberty of Conscience. Very important subject. It follows naturally right after chapter 19 on the law of God. On the question now is how these things are fleshed out and worked out um, uh, for the Christian, especially the Christian in the New Testament church. So let's read paragraph number one. The liberty which Christ hath purchased for believers under the gospel consists in their freedom from the guilt of sin, the condemning wrath of God, the curse of the moral law, and in their being delivered from this present evil world, bondage to Satan and dominion of sin, from the evil of afflictions, the sting of death, the victory of the grave, and everlasting damnation as also in their free access to God, and their yielding obedience unto Him, not out of a slavish fear, but a childlike love and willing mind, all which were common also to believers under the law. But under the New Testament, the liberty of Christians is further enlarged in their freedom from the yoke of the ceremonial law, to which the Jewish church was subjected, and in greater boldness of access to the throne of grace and in fuller communications of the free spirit of God than believers under the the law did ordinarily partake of. So there is much to deal with or consider in this opening paragraph. It's one of the reasons why I've divided it into two parts, part one being today, part two we'll take up uh, on the Tuesday edition. And in the words of Dr. Chad Van Dixhorn in his commentary that I've used every now and then throughout this series on the confession of faith and his book, Confessing the Faith, he says that we turn in this chapter from the law to liberty. Christians are alive when they believe the gospel and obey the law. They blossom when they understand their liberty. Uh, Put a different way, when they understand the freedoms that have been secured by the Lord Jesus Christ. We note that in the very opening phrase of the paragraph, the liberty which Christ hath purchased for believers. That is to say that this is a work that the Lord Jesus Christ has accomplished on our behalf. And so we ought not take this with frivolity. We ought not take this lightly. We we recognize that a great cost was was laid that we, uh, the recipients of God's grace, might uh, enjoy these liberties that have been secured by Christ. And these liberties are expounded upon in rapid-fire succession here in the opening paragraph. 
First, these liberties which Christ hath purchased for believers onto the gospel consist in their freedom from the guilt of sin, the condemning wrath of God, and the curse of the moral law. Titus 2.14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. And so Christ, through this work, has, um, has, um, has, has bought this for us. Our liberties, as Dr. Van Dixhorn points out, our liberties are not frivolous freedoms. They come to us because Jesus Christ suffered and died. We can see this immediately if we consider our foundational freedoms. And what are those foundational freedoms? Well, they're stated right here, freedom from the guilt of sin. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't sin now as redeemed people and that our consciences are bothered by these things and that we ought to confess these things. But here it's talking about that condemnation that, that is on every man because they are a sinner. We have been freed from that due to the atoning work of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thus, the condemning wrath of God is no longer ours. That is to say that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. In the curse of the moral law, what is that curse? The curse to keep it or die. Well, we can't. But Jesus did. He purchased then, therefore, and removed that curse from us and took it to himself. And so these are foundational things, as Dr. Van Dixhorn uh, points out quite clearly. But it goes on to say, and in their being delivered from this present evil world, bondage to sin and dominion of sin. Galatians 1.4, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Uh, Romans chapter 6 and verse 14, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. And so we've been delivered from this present evil world, that is to say the world that is uh, captivated by the efforts of the evil one. And we have been brought, as Dr. Van Dixhorn points out, we have been brought into the Father's family, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a place to stay where the list of complementary gifts is staggering to conceive. In his presence, we are delivered from the worst that is this present evil world has to offer. We are set free from bondage to Satan, and in Christ we break loose from the dominion of sin. These are not benefits that we are left to infer for ourselves, but these are announcements made by the Apostle Paul in his letters to bring the church hope and comfort. That is to say, through the adopting work of God the Father, that tyranny of sin is no longer upon us. That is what is meant by this idea of dominion. It has been shattered. Now, yes, it is true that we still sin daily in thought, word, and deed, but we are no longer students of the school of sin. We are able then, therefore, because of the redeeming work of Christ and the liberty that we have been granted, that Christian liberty, we are able to say no now to that cruel taskmaster, and we are able to say yes to righteousness through all that God has, or all that Christ has purchased for us. But it also goes on. It goes on to say that we are also um, delivered from, from the evil of afflictions, the sting of death, the victory of the grave, and everlasting damnation. 
Now, we read of that, of course, in Romans 8, uh, verse 28. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And so we are freed uh, uh, from the evil of afflictions, those afflictions that come to us by a loving father as, a, as we are the adopted children purchased by the Lord Jesus Christ, those afflictions that, that though they still do come, they are designed to conform us more and more into the image of Christ who has bought us or purchased us. We are freed from the dominion of, uh, uh, from the evil of afflictions, the sting of death and the victory of the grave through the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the fear of death is no longer part and parcel of the way we live our lives as redeemed people. We have no reason to fear death. It is merely a gateway for me to live as Christ, to die is gain. And so the grave has no hold over us, 1 Corinthians 15, 54 to 57. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, but but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 5, verse 9, Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirits. And so we have these benefits given to us. We are granted, as Dr. Van Dixhorn puts it, we are granted immunity from the full effects of sin. The evil of afflictions works for the good of those who love God. And on it goes, as I've already mentioned. But we've, we're also given good things as well. We're not only freed from these things, but we are granted things as the confession highlights it for us. And so it says to us, as also in their free access to God. Now, we have access now as being those being justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. And we yield obedience unto this God who saved us through the Lord Jesus Christ. And how do we offer that obedience? We offer it in freedom not in slavish fear, as the, the confession states it, but out of a childlike love. Perhaps you've, you've witnessed a, a child who uh, seeks to please his parents or seeks to please an authority in his life, and he does it with great joy and with great anticipation of blessing. He does it with gladness. Uh, this is the idea. This is the idea in which we, we're not doing it under this yoke of severe bondage to the law. And man, if I don't keep this law, I'm doomed. I'm going to die. It's terrible. I'm just going to do it. I just got to get through it. No, we do it out of gladness and joy, like a child with, with love offered to our Father, with a willing mind. Romans chapter 8 and um, verses 14 and 15. <clears throat> For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his sons into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. 
Galatians 4, 6. 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. And so we get these benefits afforded to us. As Van Dixorn puts it, we become fully franchised in the good. We no longer offer the cringing obedience of a terrified slave. We find a new kind of love that casts out fear. We are blessed along with faithful Abraham, as it points out here, that these things, all which were common also to believers under the law. And so we are blessed along with Father Abraham, for in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham comes to Gentiles. At the same time, the New Testament church enjoys freedoms which the Jewish church of the Old Testament could hardly have imagined. And so let me encourage you just to meditate and think on these statements that are made here in this first half of this paragraph, these blessings that come to us through the, through the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, these freedoms that are given to us. We don't operate under slavish fear any longer. We, we serve the God of heaven out of joy and gladness. We've been freed to do that. We don't have to fear the condemnation of God upon us, for there is no such thing for those who are found in Christ. And so we serve him with great joy and with great zeal and delight as a child to his father. May you reflect on these things and may they bring you hope and comfort in this difficult and evil world. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Tuesday edition, when we consider the second half of paragraph one of chapter 20, may the Lord help you today to walk in his ways. God bless.